0: Welcome to Shelter Islands, the podcast where we shoot the shit and compare the lives of a Brit and a Yankee. I'm your host, Jack Heimowitz, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Mason Coleman from all the way across the pond. Mason, how are we doing this week? I'm very
1: good, mate. It's been a while, as not it, as always, but I'm feeling good. I've kind of re- fully recovered now from COVID. I'm back to my usual self. I can taste beer normally and hoping... I for- wouldn't
0: say your usual self is recovered, but... okay all right all
1: right okay yeah stop being a knob all right let me have my time please (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just trying to enjoy the rest of summer in the uk but not cool things man
0: all right awesome well we have a very special guest this week we're joined by a fellow travel podcast host uh and strangely enough someone who mason should know um (laughs) we're joined here with laura sanders from true travel podcast uh laura how are we doing today
2: Hi, I'm good. Like you said, I'm happy to actually meet my colleague, having probably should have known him for four months now, and we've never actually met. Remote working, eh? But yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for <laughs> having me on.
1: It's, it's nice to actually finally meet you. Uh, for, for those out there who don't know, uh, me and Laura conveniently both work for Lab Bible, and we, we basically connected through the, the whole travel podcast thing. And so it was like, hold on a minute, I'll work with her. Because <laughs> like, I, I I recognize her from like the work group chats or something, and it's, it's just it's just crazy. Small world, small world.
2: It really is like literally. I followed I followed your podcast first. I think we liked each other's photos or something, and then I saw who ran it. Clicked on your profile. Works for Lab Bible. I was like, oh. <laughs> so then I messaged you. It was like we work with each other. I mean, we both have travel podcasts. So yeah, we need to do this.
0: Oh, big time! It's it's been destined. It's written in the so- stars. So are you guys, are you based in the same office though, or is it different offices?
2: We're based in the same office, so there literally is no excuse, but I think we <laughs> mainly work from home at the moment. So there's a lot of people who have joined and have never met each other. So strange times.
0: Mm, definitely. Right. Well, it's 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 crazy how all these like small world things happen. I mean, ju- just our last guest, we found out, we we followed her through social media platforms and stuff, and we found out that it's my best friend's cousin. So
2: <laughs> no way.
0: Yeah, so it's just strange how these like small world things kind of work, and everyone's sort of interlocked in their own right, you know. I guess yeah, that's definitely the, the the key essence of traveling and stuff, right?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and podcasting as well. Actually, this week my guest this week, who's just lived in Vietnam for three years, released her episode yesterday, and a girl I used to go to school with said, "I've just lived with her in Vietnam for three years. Like, what are the odds?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy. crazy you? <laughs> that yeah. is crazy. I love when that stuff happens. And it happens every day. I mean, you guys live in London and I live in New York City. Like, as like as big cities as they are, it really is tiny.
2: It is definitely. Yeah. I feel like definitely the travel community is very actually, actually really tiny, which right. is what my guest was saying yesterday. And she meant it. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> and I mean, like that that's what's great about it because it's it's kind of so close knit that everyone sort of gets to know each other after a while and it's like you'll end up seeing people at the same hostel or like five years later you'll be in a train station in London and you'll just see someone that you saw like five years ago and you were like oh my god <laughs>
2: yeah yeah definitely I uh when I went oh
0: <laughs> hello
2: Someone <I'm> <laughs> someone's <laughs> setting a dinner on fire <laughs> 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 okay stop I'll talk um, yeah, when I come back from traveling through Southeast Asia, actually, I met this older couple who were in their fifties who were traveling with us for a while and I'm I'm from Birmingham. So I was working in a little cafe at the time and then out of nowhere, these two walked into the cafe in the middle of Birmingham when they're not even from Birmingham, they're from the other side of the UK. And I was like, last I saw you, we were in Cambodia. What's going on? It really is such a just small world.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> So, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into traveling, how you got into Lad Bible, all that kind of stuff. What's your background?
2: Oh, it's weird being the one being interviewed. I'm usually the one interviewing.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, as I already said, I'm from Birmingham. Um, for those US listeners, that is the second city in the UK. So, I mainly work from home with Lad Bible, hence why I've never actually seen Mason. We just sort of know each other.
1: One thing I'd like to add quickly, sorry to interrupt, um, to the Americans as well. It is Birmingham, not Birmingham. Okay, let's, get, let's yes. get that clear. It's no ham in it. Like it's Edinburgh, not Edinburgh. Okay, get it right. I tell you what, not. I've
2: got. Oh, I've got a friend from um, Tennessee, and she says Worcestershire, not Worcestershire oh, or Worcester. No. It drives me mad, you it's guys.
1: I think I sent you a TikTok, didn't I, Hyman, uh, The other day, and it's just like just don't put any effort into it at all. It's like rather than how it looks like it should be said, Worcestershire, just kind of Worcestershire, just kind of just give up. So <laughs> typical Brits, just so giving up try, right off the bat. Try, try it now. Go on. What a, Worcestershire say, wh- sauce? Right now, say say Birmingham. Birmingham.
2: Yes, you Good pass. Learning.
0: Edinburgh. I, Edinburgh. Okay.
2: Or if okay. you want to, if you want to say it like a brummie, say Birmingham.
0: Go, on. Go on. Birmingham.
2: Birmingham. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking blue man. Well, okay. When, I i learned all about this, of course, when I went to visit Mason uh, at Nottingham Trent. So you said it nottingham, nottingham. <laughs> No, I said Nottingham. <laughs> okay. Sorry.
2: Oh, we'll let it slide. But yeah, I'm from Birmingham.
0: Nottingham. <laughs> yeah,
1: the way <laughs> when he tried to really pronounce it, it's so funny.
2: Oh, I'm trying to be a really being, weird city now to get him to pronounce, just because it's funny. Uh,
0: I I just remember like being really drunk on Mason's couch and just going Nottingham. I'm in Nottingham, and everyone was like, "What is happening? Who is this American kid?" We're all just looking at you, just thinking, "Mate, shut the fuck up, please." Okay? <laughs> it's just call
1: it knots. Just call it knots. It's easier. It's a lot Not, easier.
2: Yeah, knots definitely. There you go. Mm. Yeah, I'm from Birmingham. I've been a journalist for a few years now um, after doing the whole uni thing. So I studied in Birmingham as well. Um, Before coming to Lab Bible, I was freelance. So I worked in local radio for a bit. That was interesting. Um, (laughs) Very high pressure. You're asked to go on some ridiculous stories at times. There was one about seagulls, which I'll come back to in a minute. um after that I started working on the web so I worked for a French company um so they're based in France but I was working from my bedroom on the early shifts which was fun because they're an hour ahead so when they say can you do 6am it's actually 5am and all of that and then lost all my freelance work during the pandemic which is when I applied for a job at Lab Bible, and here I am there we go <laughs> yeah in a nutshell
1: yeah, but to be fair, them them early morning shits, they must have been absolute killer. Because even now, I probably shouldn't be saying this actually. <laughs> and when I when I'm working from home, I literally wake up as close to when I need to start working as I can, and then it, I literally just roll out of bed. Actually, I don't even get out of bed. I just open, like <laughs> lay my arm over the side of my bed, pick up my laptop and open it. All right, start work. Here we go. And that's that. I'm same. Work. Yeah. exactly
2: the same um actually that's... today I, ooh, I probably shouldn't say this but I actually woke up at 9.02 and I had my first oh, meeting at uh-oh. quarter past nine I was that's like right that... on. <laughs> it um, it's,
0: it's like <laughs> dangerous working from home it is I it mean is. like it, at least when you're going into the office you have to like put in effort to look okay or like be alive or like make it somewhat on time just be you know, alive yeah.
1: <laughs> Get, getting into the office though is like the thought of waking up early is a shit part. But once you're up and you're in, you're fine. But for me, I genuinely don't think I've ever had an office day less than 12 hours. Honestly. Really? Because every time I go in, I end up staying for drinks and end up getting fucking smashed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: every in office so- every day. Yeah.
2: I think it's because we go in every now and then isn't it so we're the same Mm. because as well especially the first time when we'd never actually met in person when you're going out for drinks I don't even know how I got home I floated through the tube station back onto the train it's a (laughs) miracle I got home
0: But yeah, I'm,
2: def- I'm a social person as well. I like going into the office and uh, speaking to people. That, that is one of the downsides from working from home, I think. It's not the same over Zoom. But then again, you can work in your pajamas and not have to mm. brush your teeth until lunchtime if you don't want to. You know, <laughs> the guys have seen me in all sorts of states. I've had my hair wrapped in a towel, wet from the shower. It, it, it's great. But <laughs> when you go to the office and you're this whole new person with makeup on and your clothes and it is nice to make an effort every now and then.
0: You're allowed to drink like on the clock? No, nah, I'm
1: no. not gonna. I'm not gonna wander in and have a bottle of Peroni with my bloody Weetabix, But if I, <laughs> if, if I wanted to, I probably could. Like, there's no rule saying we can't.
2: No, maybe you should test right. that one out, Mason, and yeah. let me know. How yeah,
1: exactly. Um, <laughs> if I get sacked, it's your fault. Mason won't but... <laughs> be working with you anymore. <laughs> Short-lived colleagues. <Sure. laughs> but We're going back to uh, before you became a journal, and that then. You said about uni studying in University of Birmingham. And that's quite an interesting thing because me and Jaime both travelled away from our home cities or towns uh, for university. What was it like going to a uni like in the same town? Did you like stay at home? Did you go to halls? Or
2: So actually, I did my undergraduate in Liverpool, but I did my master's in Birmingham. And by that point, I wanted to save some money. I'd had enough of living like a tramp in a student house and <laughs> only lived 20 minutes down the road. So I stayed at home, which was nice. You know, you come home and, and you've still got mum doing the meals and you come to a clean home and you haven't got annoying housemates. Um, sorry guys if you're listening. <laughs> there some
1: people over really Oh, there's some beef if you former housemates. I wanna Why were they shit? Why do you have shit housemates?
2: It wasn't all of them. Um this one year we lived there were seven of us in the house. Um, and there was a massive fallout before we moved in. So the summer before we moved in. So the four people we we're gonna move in with took the oomph and moved somewhere else so then we had four randomers in the house um one girl threw a brick through the window at her boyfriend and got arrested um (laughs) yeah she was um she was an interesting one and ironically was trying to become a teacher um she also got arrested for having a brawl with some scouse girls outside a nightclub and um, we woke up one Saturday morning and wondered, we were like, where's Rose? You haven't heard from her in a few hours. And then the next day she'd come home and she'd spent the night in a prison cell. So getting oh. into a cat fight with some Scouse girls in a nightclub, really classy.
1: And I think the one thing you don't want to do with Scouse girls is get in a fight with them. No, right. you really yeah. don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking rip your fucking head off, mate. I'm going to fucking <laughs> kill you, mate.
2: Do you know what gets me? It's how people think the Bremi accent is worse than the Scouse accent. Like, given mm. your example just there. Exactly. Um, you, know? <laughs> yeah. did you
1: know? Did you know, Jaime, there was a survey on Twitter once, and I'll never forget it, and um, it simply said, would you rather have the Birmingham accent or chlamydia? And chlamydia won by 55%. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No,
1: it's so horrible. Or, but, or I don't
2: think it's that bad. I tried to neutralise mine a lot.
1: To be I honest. can't tell you've got one, to be fair.
2: No, good. <laughs> <laughs> but being at uni as well, I was the only Brummie in the class. Um, so just because no one else was a Brummie in the class, so even if I said something really intelligent, it sounded a bit dumb. <laughs> I, I I hate our accent and I'm from Birmingham. Uh, but a lot of the times as well people mix it up with the black country accent which is really thick the Yam accent they call it jack if you've not heard about it um okay. i'm trying to do an impression i don't want to <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's really bad it's it's very thick when we accent and people confuse us with those people but yeah where was i anyway with housemates so yeah that one girl got arrested um again <laughs> rose if you're listening well you know what you did And she dated this really rough scouse guy who dealt drugs and wasn't even a student, but he somehow ended up living in our house. So that was fun. And then because they had to find people last minute to live in our house, we also had a student like straight out of India um, move in with us. And we were a house full of girls. He was the only guy. He had some really strange... um, Custom, shall we say and the one day he he kept smoking weed in the uh, in the house right and I said can you please not smoke weed in the house it's making everything sink and he's like in my country it's it's tradition to smoke in the house it's at optimum temperature inside a house the weed to smoke I'm like no it's not get outside you're just too cold <laughs> to stand outside <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, had had quite an interesting mix of housemates. And uh, what else did he do? Oh, he, he ended up, because you know you have like a, a cap for your heating, don't you, in a uni house, and then when you go over that cap, you end up having to pay bills. Well, I think within the first few weeks of him moving there, he had the heating up so much because it was so cold compared to where he'd come from. He ended up going above the cap, and the rest of the year, we all had to pay for heating because he didn't want to put another jumper on. So, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he
1: seemed like a right arse.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was
2: a good mix of people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like you had a great uni experience. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I yeah, it's it's a great story to tell now though, isn't it? I think we all look back on uni experiences and they perhaps weren't fun at the time, but when you look back, they're they're hilarious and they're great fun to tell with the people. So yeah. So
0: so my question is, um, obviously, I I visited uh, Mason at Knotts. Um The Trent nightlife is unmatched. Yeah, um, you know it. You know it. I had. I, I. can. I can say that with all honesty. So it's the one good thing I could say about Mason. Yeah, um, <laughs> yourself. <Wow. laughs> Crikey. So <laughs> I'm wondering wh- what is all that like in Birmingham? Or Liverpool?
2: Birmingham is actually a pretty shit night out, considering it's the second city. I think it is, anyway. Um, maybe I was just too old by the time I did my masters to be going out. <laughs> um but liverpool amazing night out honestly um there was this tequila bar that we used to go to to pre-drink um every shot was a pound and they literally had every flavor tequila that you could think of like baked bean flavor no flavor, jelly beans mango like literally every flavor it was amazing i loved it and that's how we used to go to get uh well to get drunk before we went out and then you get drunk
0: this... on like five pounds
2: yeah it's great you could go out with a 20 pound note in liverpool and probably have change, get the bus in, have a few drinks, get your especially if you're a lightweight like me, like it's really good. <laughs> um, get the bus home sorted from a 20 pound note, it's a student's dream. I just want head. that
1: back because I went out this weekend just gone in, in London and my mates from back home came down. And we got tickets to that Bali Ballerson's place, you know, that it's like a oh, big Oh indoor... no,
0: you went to yes. Bali Bollison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never no. been. I've never <laughs> been, <laughs> right? If you I want know. to get COVID again, that's where you're yeah, going. Okay. Oh,
1: that's a hello. I thought we already had it, so I can't get it back. You, know, it's you probably prefer.
2: spread it around, Mason. You probably you're
0: not, it <laughs> not wrong. Master Sprayer over here. But okay, for, make- for, for for those that don't know what Bali Ballerson is, it's I this don't. like bar in London. It's almost it's like a clubby bar, but they have a ball pit. So you go and you get a bracelet, and you can just have your drink and just dive in the ball pit and. I don't know if they clean the ball pit or anything, it but it's just stink. people just in the ball pit and they're just drunk and you have your drinks and it's not, not a time, not it. Oh, that it sounds it. amazing fun. to be fair. It's fun. You, play,
1: you, you, <laughs> muck, you muck it out in a ball pit, you jump and dive around. Um, it sounds
2: amazing, but yeah, but good. like you say, probably not the time. That's that's a real COVID spreader, especially for yeah. throwing capacity. Exactly.
1: Or, but, yeah. Yeah. but, anyways, <laughs> exactly. before I got to chat about that, Uh, we went in there and I went to the bar and I said right first round's on me I just said can I have four vodka lemonades and four shots of Decatur please and yes sure thing that's 56 quid
2: this is why I refused to move to London
1: I nearly fainted 56 British pounds on a shot and a drink each I needed I I needed to go into that ball pit after that
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Laura, as we got off this whole huge sidetrack, <laughs> <laughs> so you told us your story about how you, uh, you went to uni, uh, two actually. Um, you went to journalism. Now you work at Lab Bible, and now you have a travel podcast. So, um, tell us a little bit about how you sort of got into podcasting. Um, did it start uh, from your love of traveling, or you? want to travel and that's why you made your podcast sort of how did you get into this whole world with us?
2: (laughs) So I think basically over lockdown I just I love traveling and I really really miss it so I thought why not start a travel podcast and talk to people who I tend to talk to people who make it their lives traveling so I've talked to like a documentary producer um, a guy it's quite funny actually In my first episode a guy who um, was working for this big finance company in Scotland And just said, fuck it. One day, got up, went to Australia, called in sick from Australia for a month to get the sick pay. (laughs) And yeah, um, yeah, went from there and and then came back, started writing. It's now a travel writer, had a national news column. So honestly, the people I talk to are are so interesting. And that's what I love. I love talking about travel anyway. So for me, it's just, it's so easy. And I, I love it. And like I say, I really miss travel this year. So I guess that's what made me think, I'm stuck at home. I can buy a microphone let's let's see how it goes and it's really good and you get to meet like you know yourself you you get to meet people from all over and hear right. people's stories and it's
0: great and it's it's sort of funny that you said that because me and Mason have a similar story where I I feel like that's sort of a silver lining of being locked away for years people people start to get creative or people like yeah they can't travel but they could still talk about it or they could still share their experiences or when things start opening up you know they have so many different outlets where they can sort of share their stories and their personalities and stuff
2: definitely definitely um, and podcasting's huge at the moment isn't it? it seems to be making a comeback and i started listening listening to some travel podcasts and thought i could do this why not give right. it a try so yeah here i am four episodes in now
1: ah oh, so you're okay. still a newbie then
2: i'm still a newbie yeah still learning
1: i wish are still how, How, would, I wouldn't really call man. us veterans. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. Yeah, travel podcast. I should have completed it, mate. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when did you guys start your podcast? Actually,
1: Last January.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I want to
1: say. Learning. I want to say February. Either or, we 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 had the idea in January, didn't we? Yeah. That's when it was kind of created. What kind of traveler are you?
2: Oh, that's a that's a tricky question. What kind of traveler am I? I. You know, like my podcast as well. is all about very sort of meaningful travel and how travels impacted people's lives. And I, I'm a real culture vulture when I travel. I love to really get into the local culture and learn history. And I'm a bit of a nerd, really, when I travel. Um, so I guess really that's reflected in the type of people I interview as well for my podcast. I mean, it's, it's great hearing about drunken antics as well. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, my first episode, the guy who called in sick from Australia for a month. Um, that was fun. Um, but yeah, I'm very much, you know, really like to immerse myself as much as I can when I travel. So um, like you guys, actually, I did Camp America. I went and worked ooh. on a summer camp in ooh, 2014, I think. So I was just about to go to uni um, and went did that over the summer. And that, that's what really started it for me. It was my first trip away from home for that length of time for three months without family or friends. Um, and it was hard to start with, as you know, looking after a load of kids every day.
1: <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, oh, yeah. we know. <laughs> oh
2: yes. Um, but that did it for me. Then when I got home, I just I got the travel bug. And and from then on, um, you know, every year i tried to save up and, and go and do a trip. So when I graduated from my undergraduate degree, I just got a job in a shop and planned a trip around Southeast Asia to Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand. Oh, before that, sorry, I did a trip to Bali with a friend. And we fell out over there. Um,
1: oh no! Ooh. Then I
2: decided I'm going to travel on my own for the next one. Oh,
1: what what happened? What what what? What made you fall out? Because I don't want to go like away to Bali with Haimo, and then we <laughs> have a massive scrap on the beach or something.
2: Well, unless he flies his boyfriend over when it's a girls' trip, then I'm sure you'll be fine. So <laughs> we got there, we would planned this trip for months and then somewhere between us booking this trip and us actually going within eight months, she got a boyfriend and we got to Bali. And she said, what would you think if my boyfriend came? And at first I thought, you are joking, right? Um, and then the tour leader came upstairs, this the first night, and said, oh, um, I've had an email from, I won't mention names, i had an email from your boyfriend. Um, it's all confirmed. Um, I've got his flight sorted. And you don't just get up and go to Bali and manage to get on the tour. So it's obviously planned for a few weeks or a few months. I obviously planned to do this. Um, but, you know, it was, it was a girl's trip. It was a girl's, there were all girls on the on the group. So it was a backpacking tour. So yeah, she flew her boyfriend out and tried to make it look like she'd just thought about that spontaneously, but she hadn't. So then I was kind of like alone on this trip with everyone else. Oh no. Um, and yeah, fell out with her big time. And she tried oh, wow. to make me look like you know I was overreacting, but really, no, uh, nah,
1: I'd have been, <laughs> I'd, I'd have been pissed off at that as well. Yeah, like, definitely. That's bang out of order.
2: Yeah, wow. I think at first I said well, if you wants to come and join the last few days, I know you guys are flying off somewhere else after, that's fine, but not for the whole trip. But you know what, I did, I did better without her because she's she wasn't very adventurous. Um, she was happy to sit by the pool every day, and and you know join in wherever she had to. Whereas I was like, right. We're in Bali. I'm gonna go up the road, I'm gonna do a yoga lesson, I'm gonna go
0: and you know,
2: get to know some locals and and you know, explore around. So I think in the end, we, you know, we were different people and it it worked out. And then after that, you know, the next time I booked a trip to Southeast Asia, um, I, I just said I'm gonna do it on my own. Um, obviously being a girl, you have to think a bit more about safety. So I travelled out on my own, but I joined backpackers tours when I was out there. So I met people on the road when I was out there. And that was amazing. And that was the last time I traveled, really, because then the pandemic struck.
0: And it's it's kind of cool that you can just go and just kind of join backpackers groups where everyone's sort of doing the same thing and everyone has your back. And
1: they, they, yeah.
0: they kind of become like your, your people for that like one, two, three, four days that you're with them, you know, and then you just kind of hop along. And I, I love traveling by myself.
2: Yeah, so do I. Do you know what? Even to the extent that I like going shopping by myself. I'm not one of those girls who likes going out with other girls and shopping. I like shopping by myself. I like being by myself. (laughs) Um, That's what I like doing.
1: I, I like going shopping by myself. I like just wandering down the spice aisle of a supermarket and I'll be like, oh, bloody hell, ground coriander on discount. Oh, <laughs> I'm being spicy in the kitchen tonight. And then I see some oh. like spices I've never heard of. Oh, Razel, El Hanout Zatar Sumac. Oh, I'll give that a try. Like, yeah, I
2: took that in. Let's give exactly. that a try.
1: I, I just love just going, yeah, like you say, just doing things by yourself. Don't get me wrong. It's always good going out with your pals and having a laugh. But I think doing by, you can do it your way if you go yeah. by yourself.
0: So that way you've really got no complaints.
1: Definitely, the yeah. the
0: one thing that I kind of get oozy about when traveling by myself is kind of like eating by myself. Where it's like if, if you go and grab a slice of pizza, obviously like that's made to be sort of eating by yourself. But like if if you're like at a place and you're going to like sit down at a restaurant <laughs> and you're kind of just like facing nobody, <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> I get what and, you mean. Yeah, and right. Like this comes, when the waiter comes over and they're like you wait for someone and you're like no, no, just me. you feel really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like, like I, I feel like when you kind of go somewhere and you meet like these backpackers and you meet people that are sort of on the same route as you, it's almost like, like, oh my God, like I have someone that I can do these like things that I don't want to be alone for. I can kind of just plug them in. But then if I want to go explore by myself or I want to go shop by myself, I can just be like, okay guys, I'll catch you later. Whereas like, if you went with a friend, you're kind of, You kind of have to make sure that you're on the same schedule and you're doing what you want to do. If one person's a museum person and one person's a beach person, you know, like that causes conflict. So it's it's I I always suggest that people try traveling by themselves.
2: Yeah. And it's very nerve wracking thinking about traveling by yourself, especially so far away. But once you've done it, there's really nothing to be scared about.
0: What is your favorite country that you've been to and what is your least favorite country that you've been to?
2: Oh that's a really hard one. Um I would probably say my favorite country was Vietnam just because oh. I absolutely loved the food, uh the culture, did a lot of stuff, uh, like learning about the history there as well. And you could literally go from a really busy city like Hanoi to a bike ride in the countryside where life's just really simple and quiet and it sounds so cliche traveller. now what i'm saying but i just loved it because you had that contrast and yeah it's just lovely and the people there are great as well so i definitely said it was my favorite country i don't really i really can't say a least favorite country other than maybe like and it's not even on spain it's just you know spain is your bog standard holiday there's nothing exciting about that so just for that reason i'd probably say spain or something but i don't have a least favorite country even yeah, even Thailand, where I had something quite crazy happen, which I'll explain in a minute. I would still go <laughs> loved and go back. So, yeah, it's definitely easier to say my favourite country than it is to say me's favourite.
1: It's your favourite song of the week, guys. It's, of course, Beer of the Week. And we're joined here by my work colleague, conveniently enough, and travel podcaster, Laura Sanders from True Travel Podcast. And yeah, we, it's a shame we've not actually had a drink in the office together yet. So this is kind of the next best thing. Uh, Laura, what have you got for us today?
2: So I'm not much of a beer person, I do admit. So I asked my sister, who is a beer person, to get me something. So I've got a brew dog, brew dog hazy Jane.
0: There oh, we go. Nice. Oh, oh I good. that
2: sounds it's meant to be good then.
0: I, I have to <laughs> say brew dog is probably my favorite brewer in the world. Okay,
2: oh, I'm expecting big things. That's
0: a bold call. I I a really bold every, call. I love every flavor of Brewdog. I, I that was my go-to when I lived over in London, and I don't know. It's it's just you can't go wrong. It's hits different, doesn't it? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Mason, what do you have today?
1: Right, so I'm glad you have asked, Simon. Uh So I have now officially ran out of the beers that my dad's got me. So I have to go back <laughs> to buying beers again that being an adult oh, so wow. i've been thinking that of course i really want to go on a holiday everyone does and i fancy fancying something to go somewhere tropical somewhere warm and last week we had erica from america on and she was um on aboard the royal caribbean cruise ships so that got me thinking i'm gonna get a Caribbean beer from Ooh. trinidad and tobago okay so yeah they actually do this in Tesco, would you believe? So yeah, I've got a nice carry, premium lager as always, 5%? nice, yes. And it looks very, very, very refreshing. Not bad, not
0: bad. It looks yeah. like an off-brand Corona
1: almost. Pretty I much. I just
2: that, yeah. Th-
1: that's what I think it's going to taste like as well, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, hi Mo, what have you gone for this week? Because we briefly
0: spoke about it. <laughs> And So (laughs) (laughs) um, as I start laughing, so uh, for all our listeners out there, I recently moved to Manhattan. Um, I'm a big boy. I have my own apartment now. Um, So ever since moving here, I've been trying to drink as much local beer as possible because there are so many like small local breweries in Manhattan or in Brooklyn and around and they're so great. Um, And they have many sponsorships to offer. Um, (laughs) so I was in the store and I saw this really, these really cool bottles from a brewer named Grimm and each bottle, uh, looks like it's this like hand painted design and they all look very yummy. Um, so I decided to buy two of them. Um, of course, uh, I thought that for two of them, the cost was 14, but I heard the cashier wrong and it was 40. So (laughs) Apparently, oh one God. of these bottles, which is um, almost two pints, um, not quite two pints, uh, is $20. So, that's about a 10 or $11 pint right there that I'm about to drink. It better That'd be good. good. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. So, as I am on my lunch break, because, you know, uh, as as Laura said earlier, sometimes you're on your lunch break and you got to work through your podcast. So I am on my lunch break. So I'm not going to drink both of these, of course. Um, but you guys can help me decide whether I'm drinking the uh, prose poem or the memory palace. So the twenty dollar one or the twenty dollar one. Correct.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to go for palace just because it looks pretty on the front.
0: Okay, so it. we're going with Memory Palace. Yeah.
2: Do you know what? Yeah. I think this is a real lit student thing to say now, but those bottles are like they're based on Grimm's fairy tales. They're called Grimm, aren't they? I was
0: going to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. Oh, there was an old that, TV series go. about it. Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Probably say that.
1: They do all the okay. weird... Yeah, tales and stuff.
2: There you go, you learn something new every day.
1: There you go. Expensive beer and some knowledge with it as well. I think yeah. I, th- I think the knowledge is within the price. Yeah. It kind of makes
0: it more worthwhile.
2: <laughs> Let's go right. with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Clutching it straws to make it worth the $20. <laughs> well, shall we try these beers out? Let's yeah, I'm gonna be so guys.
2: gutted for you if that doesn't taste nice. I really hope it does. But yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers
0: everyone. Beers. Lovely. Oh know how is it? This is good. It almost tastes like dessert. <laughs> you spend twenty dollars on a chocolate pudding <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's an imperial stout with coconut chili and cardamom oh that wow. sounds like a
1: really complex dessert actually mm-hmm. But it's nice I't I don't is, think you can really have, nice. I don't think you can have too many of them
0: no 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 the, this one alone is twelve percent yeah curtains. I'm I'm gonna come back from my lunch break and i'm going to be falling out of my chair <laughs> <laughs> i have to build buildings for a living
2: <laughs> oh god <laughs> all
0: right well <laughs> laura what would you rate your brew dog hazy jane
2: i would give it a solid 8 out of 10 you know
0: wow okay. pretty nice
2: i was as a, as a non beer drinker that was pretty nice it's pretty fruity i would buy it again if i had to
0: wow so as as a non beer drinker i'm a little surprised that you liked it just because the Hazy Jane is very hoppy. It's very dense.
2: Yeah, that, that means nothing to me.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it. It tasted
2: nice. Let's just go with that.
0: Right. <laughs> Mason, it how is it cost
2: me three quid.
0: There you nice. go. <laughs>
1: Mason, how is your carib? It's very nice, mate. It's It does what it says on the tin. I feel like I'm in the Caribbean. A six point nine. Ooh. Okay. That's what I give it. It's it's nice, it's refreshing. You it, it's a typical beer you can picture drinking on the beach, really, but okay. um, there's tastier ones out there. And it's a damn sight, cheaper than your one, mate. Uh <laughs> the the grim fairy tale cardamom stout. How is that?
0: Okay. So I actually have to say I have to say that this is a very good beer. Like like you said, it's very complex, um, and it's kind of like you get the sweetness of like the stout and the coconut, and then all of a sudden, like the chili kind of like is in the back of your throat almost. So it like creeps up. It's good. It's really good. Ooh, yeah. It
2: sounds very poetic. It sounds very exactly.
0: Hot. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a fairy tale. You know, <laughs> exactly. Indeed, it
2: does. Yeah. yeah
0: now no, no, cut the bullshit. What's the rating? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna give this one. A nine point six. That's got to be your highest, surely. I this I can I can I can drink this all day. I mean I can't. It's twelve percent, but it's very yummy, <laughs> and it's twenty dollars, so you can. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it's enjoy, really it, good. enjoy it. Enjoy it while she can, because <laughs>
0: with the prize, you're only gonna be drinking Bud Lights for the rest of the season. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why Grim has to sponsor me and send me some more of their flavors. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back here off of Beer of the Week, and we are joined with Laura Sanders from True Travel Podcast. Um, it's been a great conversation, but I've been told that Mason has a surprise game for me and Laura.
1: I do, yes. So this is something I've Googled, obviously, and it's quite an interesting one because, of course, things are opening up again in the UK, meaning we can go abroad. But I thought we'll still briefly hold on to that part where... We can't fully yet, so we're gonna kind of bring out the whole staycationy vibe with this one. And can you guess if these place names in the UK are real or fake? So I'm Ooh. gonna give you a name, and you've got to say if it is true or false, if it's real or not. Okay. I feel uh, like I'll
0: Laura let... has a leg up on here.
2: No, you'd be surprised.
1: Right. I'll <laughs> let you both. I'll, I'll let you both say your answers at the same time. Okay. So are you ready? For a yes. game of if these places are real or fake. Go yes. for it. Right, right. The first one, Donkey Town. False. False. Donkey Town is a real place in the UK. <laughs> no
0: way. It
1: is located in the western neighborhood of the village West End in Surrey.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I
1: don't even know where Surrey is. <laughs> right. The next one, Bell True. <laughs>
0: False. <laughs> it's true.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say circulating on social media. Yeah. In Benin
0: fact, is a <laughs> in
1: Worcestershire.
0: In Worcester. In Worcester
2: where? Worcestershire.
0: It just says Worcestershire, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but, I need to move there because that's what you call me on a daily basis. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Next one.
1: Awesome.
2: Again, I'm gonna go be true.
0: I'm gonna go with false. There's no way. <laughs> it is false. There's not a place. <laughs> there's not
1: a place called Arsehole. The next one, Fanny Barks. True. True. Correct, yeah. It's a woody area in <laughs> County Toronto.
2: Oh, it has to be woody.
1: <laughs> oh. And the next one, Gooch Street. <laughs> <laughs> true (laughs) yeah that's true it's in swindon (laughs) the next one poopy leg crescent
0: false
2: that's gotta be false
0: yeah that's fake it can't be (laughs) real can it (laughs) so are you making these up or are these from online this is online this is
1: online
2: i don't believe you
1: uh next one tickle my button
2: no false
1: yeah, it's definitely false. That, it? <laughs> the next one, Minge Lane.
2: Tree, <laughs> true.
1: Yep, it is. <laughs> can you imagine where do you live, mate? Yeah, I live on Minge Lane. <laughs> and that I really license please. saying that? I think it's the next. The next one is the neighbouring road of Shagger <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> That's false.
2: Um, true.
1: Sadly, Avenue is not a place.
2: (laughs) Oh, gutted.
1: (laughs) The next one, Lumpy Trump Lane. (laughs) True. True. That's false. (laughs) Next one, Dick's Mount. True. True. Yeah, that's in Norfolk. Represent, come on. (laughs) You got to go there. I need to go to Dick's Mount in Norfolk. The next question: Wet Wang. False.
2: Uh, Yeah, false.
1: Now, Wet Wang is a Yorkshire (laughs) Wolds village. Incredible. (laughs) Slip and the last one: Slippery nipple. False. False. Yes, false. Yeah. Oh, Oh, well done, guys. You got done well there.
2: I don't well, know if you weren't. you keeping
1: score? No. <laughs> no, uh, no I'll have to,
0: to go laughing. back and go
1: through it. Yeah, no. but um, If you could move to one of them places, fictional or not, where would you move to? Like if you could have an address.
2: Oh, it's got to be Minge Lane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the, what's the reason for that?
2: I don't know. It just sounds funny. It's just the one that I remembered. So yeah, Minge Love
0: Lane. That. How about you? Probably the one that you call me bellend (laughs) yeah i'd be i'd be mayor of that street (laughs) oh you would be
1: i'd probably choose just shaggers avenue it just sounds cool
2: it does actually
1: yeah where do you (laughs) live by? yeah shaggers avenue you know
0: shagging away sounds like it's like a like a name of like a swanky bar you know (laughs) that has like cool like merch like cool t-shirts I have a few shots and the old shag is happening. <laughs> it's got a good ring to it.
2: Yeah, a minge lane doesn't have the same ring.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you for that game, Mason. Um, we don't know who won, but that was awesome to know that these places actually exist. I'll have to look up some crazy ones in America and get back to you guys on that one. <laughs> but as we sort of get back to the conversation about traveling and podcasting, uh, I know Laura said that she had this crazy story from when she was traveling and we love to hear all your crazy wacky stories from when you travel. So fire away.
2: Okay, so this is my story. I tell at every party now because it makes it sound really cool. <laughs> so I had, well, we had guns pointed at us on an overnight train in Thailand.
1: Fucking hell, that's a bit. And it was, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it turned out to be the Thai SWAT team. But we didn't know that. Um, so what oh. happened? We got on an overnight train from Bangkok. So we just settled down into our little bunks. Um, it was about a 12-hour journey down. It's about 10 o'clock at night. Um, we were separated from the rest of the group as well, which wasn't ideal. So we were in a, a, a compartment with people. No one else spoke English. Everyone else was Thai. So it was just a six, all settling down into our bunks. Um, as I say, 10 o'clock at night. And these men started walking down the carriage um, and I'll bet to right by the door to the next carriage. So they started walking down, looking really shifty with their hands behind their backs, plain clothes. Um, and then they got to the door. At this point, we saw the guns and we we're like, OK, that's a bit weird. Like just looking. And then they turned round, pulled the curtains open on two of our lads and put guns to their heads. So we're fast asleep. So then we shouted their names like, "How, wake up. Um, and then I don't even know why we did this. It was just Instinct, me and my friend hopped off our bunk beds and like got these guys tapped on the shoulder and said, What are you doing? Um, you know, they could have turned around on us. We don't I don't know why we did it, but we just did. Um, and then they just turned around and went, Oh, sorry, and legs it down the train. Meanwhile, one friend is having a panic attack and running down the other end of the train. We're all like, What the fuck has just happened? The two guys sat up, like, you know, what? What why have we had guns pointed at our heads? Um, as I say, no one else spoke English in the carriage but everybody else like this is a normal occurrence so just sat there doing their reading or settling down his bed and we all sat freaking out so then um we tried ringing our tour leader who was halfway down the train with the rest of the group to say what happened and then we pulled up at a train stop and we couldn't get out of our compartment it was locked off and then we saw a massive SWAT team get on the train and come into our carriage and they were literally searching everywhere every nook and cranny in the carriage they were turning everything upside down the lights had gone off it's literally like something out of a film and then they uh, we were stuck at that train station while well, they disappeared down the carriage and at that point i think they'd made an arrest so we didn't find any of this out until we got back to the uk so as far as we knew we had crazy men point guns at us um and then we phoned our tour leader and he was able to then get through because the carriage had been unlocked. So we come up and said, what happened? We got the train conductor who didn't speak English. So there we are with, thank God for phones, with Google Translate on our phone, basically saying what the fuck happened in Thai and him trying to tell us what happened. He didn't know either, but it was like, we think it's police. But then, you know, after that experience, we said, we don't want to sit on the train the rest of the night. Like, you know, one one girl started a panic attack Can we get off. Um, so the tour company found us were really good. They got us off, took us back to Bangkok, Fed us at McDonald's and stuck us on a plane down to where the train was meant to get to. And then the next morning, the rest of the group weren't told about what happened until they met us down there in the morning because didn't want to scare the rest of the group. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of carried on with the rest of our trip, kind of traumatised, but kind of like feeling really badass because, you know, we'd had a running with the Thai SWAT team. Um, and then when we got home, oh, yeah, I remember ringing my mum and dad, actually, FaceTiming them back in Bangkok and being like, hi, um, it's all right, I'm fine, but we've just had guns pointed at us and (laughs) now we're waiting to get a flight down. We got, you know, we we came off the train um, just because, you know, if it went on Facebook, I would hate for my mom and dad to find out that Mm. way. So FaceTime there. Um, At this point as well, I think we've been awake. 12 13 hours got on a plane down to the, and we just carried on to the next day then like I said we met the rest of the, uh, rest, of the tour, rest of the tour group it was all fine we carried on and then when we got home my one friend was like I want answers I don't know what the hell happened out there it's never happened before you know this tour company so um the guy who was based in Mancot was really good he went to the police station um you know explain what happened tried to piece it together and then I will show you some photos um we got a police report back Saying basically, um, these undercover cops had been given a tip about some nasty drug dealers on the train. They'd been given the right bed numbers, but the wrong carriage number. Hence why we had had guns pointed at us. So they were literally oh, ready to shoot these guys. My
0: God.
2: Yeah. Um. And then they thought yeah. you were
0: drug dealers.
2: Basically, yeah. Because <laughs> you know hugs. we looked like drug dealers. <laughs> And then I'll try and get this photo up. So they sent a police report through and the photos of the scumbags, um, but obviously it's all in Thai. So I got in touch with one of my other, you know, a Thai person I'd met and got them to translate it. Um, And they, I'll get the photos up. They had been arrested with guns, um, meth, cocaine, all sorts of nasty things
1: oh my god God.
2: yeah and then when we saw that we're like oh thank god the police were on there but at the time we just thought we'd had guns pointed at us by some random bad guy. so yeah
1: i would have have shit myself (laughs) (laughs) like no that is after yeah that is petrifying
2: it really was especially because no one spoke english and everyone around us just sat there like yeah this is normal
1: and I think getting woke up by an alarm clock is horrible, yet alone an AK forty seven to my bloody temple.
2: I oh know you Jesus. Oh. Yeah, like I say, it's funny now, but at the time it was it was awful. It was really, really frightening. That's but crazy. I would go back to Thailand. I would go back again. I'll probably get on an overnight train again. Conversation. <laughs> yeah. <and same> <laughs>
0: well,
1: that was quite the story there, Laura. Thanks for sharing that one with us. And it's been awesome having you on and speaking to you today. Nice to finally meet you and speak to you. Uh, even though we work each other for like the last four months or something, but hey, working from home and all that jazz. But one thing we always do at the end of our podcast is we always put our guests on the spot for a quote of the week. So it's something you live by, a motto, a song lyric, it can be any of those. So if you've got anything to live by or a quote of the week, what would yours be for us this week?
2: Oh, good God. Um, okay, saying on the travel theme, I would say one of my favourite quotes is, travel whilst you're young and able. Um, don't worry about the money. Make it work. That's probably the, the quote I live by. So, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think it's bang on. Yeah, definitely. You know, don't, don't have to worry about how much things cost. It's, it's all about the memories and stuff. You can earn money later.
2: Absolutely. No, not you can be an adult later. It's fine.
0: Or, you know, you <laughs> can have friends Pay for your whole travel trip. Oh, right, Okay. Paid I paid you two back. Two years <laughs> later.
1: I paid you back. <laughs> Shut up. All right. It <laughs> my platform. I got paid nothing. <laughs>
2: Ooh, am I in the middle of something here?
1: <laughs> I'll speak to him after I'll sort him out. Don't worry. <laughs> Laura, <laughs> it's been amazing having you on. Oh, uh, thank
2: you for having me on. It's been great to meet you and, and talk travel because, you know, I talk travel all day. So, yeah, really great to meet you both. Thanks for having me on.
0: Awesome. And,
1: Hi Mo, any last words from you?
0: yeah obviously keep listening we're going to have some cool people on in the next couple weeks uh go check out true travel podcast um because uh laura's great and i'd love to hear more about her travels and people that she interviews um maybe steal some of her guests you know (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah thank you so much for coming on and uh we can't wait to uh listen to what comes on next
1: thanks again everyone and we'll see you next week